Two shoes, the host. And once again, we are here with the old man, the bad man, Mr. Old Man Huggy, Joseph Huggins himself. What's... And we are live streaming on Twitch, Discord, YouTube, episode 26. Welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, 26, man. Um, it feels good. Bear with us. I got a new mic set up. We're doing this over Discord now, trying to get better video, better audio, trying to bring y'all some better quality stuff. Uh, appreciate y'all stopping by the Twitch, checking it out. Uh, we're a little bit day late. You know, there's things going on, moves being made, so we be staying busy. But thanks for stopping by the Twitch and checking out the podcast, y'all. I mean, you, you trigger me there when you said a day late. You know, it's like last time I heard that, like, you know, I had to go get plan B. No, well, it was me too, man. I mean, I got shit going on too, but yeah. I mean, no, I just, I just <laughs> met a female. She's like, yeah, I'm a day late. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm what? <laughs> Your phone bill? What's up? Talk to me. Don't be cryptic. I've been, I've been going to this uh, bougie dog park in Santa Monica. Okay. $80, $80 membership. What? A month? A month, and I'm splitting custody, so I'm only there two weeks a month. Um, full bar, DJ, fake fire hydrant that shoots out mist. Uh, my white privilege like goes into like hyperdrive when I'm there. Um, but, <laughs> uh, just, just, uh, I forgot why I even brought it up. However. That's just crazy, man. 80 bucks a month for a dog membership. I said that until like the seventh like girl told me that I met like on the streets of Santa Monica. About so the I dog got... park? About that yeah. place? Okay. Okay. So you were like, hey, I better check that shit out because all these girls are telling me to go there? Well, except for the fact is it's only like a hundred yards away from my apartment. And it is bougie. <laughs> well i mean there's places out here that used to be that are bougie now dog parks that i used to like go in the woods and like smoke weed and shit in so i mean i feel you on that right but like real bougie you? uh no but i mean i i get looks when i go there now they're like what are you doing here like i think you think paying property taxes like your payment to get in to those dog parks like bob jones and stuff like that it's like bougie dude bougie and you're like, what? This used to be the woods. Like, we used to get, get off-roading tickets back here. And now there's, like, sparkling water fountains or some shit. It's wild, dude. Yeah, no, this shit is wild. But um, uh, it's not like it's the only white people there. 
it's just like it, it it's like only white people could come up with something like this <laughs> that makes sense that's fair that's you know, very it, true it's like it's like um i'm not saying all white people die like when they go in a hot air balloon i'm saying only people who die in a hot air balloon are white people it's okay. <laughs> also true i can't really disagree with that people are like it's so beautiful i'm like that looks horrifying i'll take pictures from the ground i'm good i'm it's, but i mean i think part of being you know any type of minority is like risk management and like crisis aversion like i don't know man that seems sketchy i don't think i'm gonna go hunting bear today you guys have fun and text me if you survive if not i'll speak at your funeral uh that's always been like yeah avoid it as much as possible crisis management although yeah i don't know any white people or black people that have come up with anything remotely close to that what like a, a good joke about hot air balloons or or a bougie ass dog park i've never seen a black guy at a hot air balloon festival that he bought tickets to like he probably he might have gotten drugged to it but i don't know if he brought bought the tickets i don't i don't believe that oh yeah he, he like got coaxed into it like for sure like it, yeah, yeah. It's a it's work like, event. Uh, it's team building. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like a it's like a weirder version of sex trafficking. It's like <laughs> it's like dragging uh, your black friends to do stuff they don't want to do. Like, bro, you actually um, you have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous. No, I put me on the record. You know, we we live right now. We won't we won't cut this out on the audio. Not a single black person has died in a hot air balloon accident. You not really? even on, not even on the Hindenburg. I'm gonna check this out. Like seriously, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I don't think there's, there's any black people on the Hindenburg. I like the chance. Maybe a maintenance guy. Maybe like one, who got like stuck there. <laughs> he, he accidentally he accidentally walked in. He's like, oh, oh shit. Get into blimps, my dad said. Get into it, he said. Great He's idea. Like, I- <laughs> Hindenburg, I thought this was like, I'm hiding from somebody with the last name that ends in Berg. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You want to get into this? Get into this 26er? Oh, let's go. I always try to think like, so like for episode 23, I called it the GOAT. You know, it's like we got LeBron and, and Jordan and then, you know, me, my hockey number. 24 uh, was like literally the same week as the uh, RIP shout out. Uh, Kobe Bean Bryant's um, death, and he was number twenty-four. Didn't have like uh, twenty-six. Is like, is there any famous like twenty-six? Like you know, Le'Veon Bell, Clinton Portis. No, I mean like legendary. Sean Taylor, I think in college was number twenty-six. Ooh, ooh. But then he came into the league as like thirty-six or something, and then he switched to twenty-one. So I mean, there's been there's some there's a couple twenty-sixes. There's a couple. Nothing like two, two nowhere. Clinton Portis was definitely 26, and Clinton Portis was uh, a beast. Legendary. Why do you got to bring up Redskins? Like, I mean, I, you know, and I could Commanders. Commanders, please. Well, no, when they were there, I mean, Sean Taylor. Uh, There's a lot of good 26s. Well, we should have done a dark alert. I mean, I fucking, we bring up Sean Taylor and Kobe. True. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Big facts. I know. I was just so I was just on a date, y'all, and um, and yeah. Uh, let's just move on. Uh, let's get a break. <laughs> another dark, another dark. Oh, oh, what I was trying to say is that I feel like the Biggie and Tupac 
still feel like that they're older than me. Uh, and the the female I was on the date with is my age and Joseph's, um, and they they were like ten years younger than us when they when they you know got merged. Yeah, but like that is like, crazy. Do you, do you agree with that? Like like it doesn't doesn't seem like Biggie's like a elder statesman and Tupac. Yeah, it's like yeah, well, they, I mean, they're, they were like children when they got like when they left this earth. Well, and that's kind of, but that's you know the way that we've always kind of viewed it. I mean, because they were older, so it was like to me, I was like, oh man, look at these dune buggies, and this guy's got like a auto tuned keyboard, just constantly saying computer, and they're talking about California. This is the coolest shit ever, and. But they were, the, he seemed, he had a mustache. I was like, that's a full-grown man. Like, and he had, look at these pads. Like, he has spiked elbow pads on. That's a full-grown man. And then, yeah, now you go back and look, and it's like, oh, he was like, well, how, I mean, how old was he when he died? He was 20. I, they, I don't think either of them made it to the 27 club. Yeah, so, I mean, they were, like, super young. So, that's just, like, nuts to think about, and, like, we're so far removed from that. Oh, that's horrible to say. Uh, but, yeah, so I think we just always carry that, like, they're always going to be older than us because they were older when they passed away. So we'll just always view them that way, I guess. Yeah. Like even Jimi Hendrix, like, you know, he, he's in the 27 club and, you know, I just, maybe it, remember you called yourself an old soul, but that was just because you were into pumpkin spice lattes. It's true. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, I have an UGG blanket right now. Dude, I'm telling you, it's next, it, it's, it's next level. I have this, I didn't, I, it was a gift, a Christmas gift. And Did I, you get that at the dog park with the fake fire hydrant that she's missed or what? No, I mean it was I it was a gift, but I mean, am I gonna take it to the dog park? Absolutely, on a brisk, cold fall day, I'm gonna take the UGG blanket. <laughs> oh, so, uh, like literally, you can get away with like anything there. Like, like I gotta try to uh, fit in. Uh, there there is no fitting in other than um, just not paying attention to what your dog's doing when they're like um, sexually assaulting another dog. Yeah, that's true. Like, Do dro I've, dogs I've, are ruthless. Well, no. I, no well, I mean, like bad, no, but bad dog owners at, at dog parks is like the absolute worst thing in the entire world where their dogs are fighting or humping my dog to Panga. I'm like, get out of here, dude. Like, where is Becky with the okay hair oh, in the corner on Instagram taking horrible selfies? Oh, oh okay hair? Yeah, well, I mean, because it's not that great. How how good can your hair be? You can't even take care of your dog. I doubt your hair is that great. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. I, I, I mean, I There's only one Becky with the good hair. Come on, dude. And Beyonce is looking for you. Oh, oh, she found it. Oh, like, I know. Hey, I mean. Like, I mean, speaking of R.I.P. <laughs> you can't find her, bro. She's like she's she's like the president of El Salvador, and like three weeks from now, who started Bitcoin, like as the, the you know like the, like what legal tender. Yeah, <laughs> that that dude is like he's like maybe ten hours away from just missing. Yeah, people. Yeah, he is missing, and that's why he's still around, is because nobody has found him yet. No, no, it's just because the people who are going to murder him are just that good at hiding bodies. It's like Ozark. Ozark's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's not Succession, but it's good. Oh, Succession. Don't even get me started. Um, oh, but what I was telling her, uh, uh, the shorty um, that I was on the date with, uh, she said, uh, oh, we were talking about the Ten Crack Commandments. Yeah, that's right. That's what I talk about on dates. Um, 
because uh, I was telling her about how I uh, flooded the country with Juul, but I've never tried it, Juul, the uh, vaping product. Yeah. And and then, like, 10 years from now, I'm going to end up on, like, uh, 60 Minutes with my face, like, blacked out and my voice yeah. changed. Yeah. About, about like, yeah, yeah, like, we... I. I, I, I sold uh, like $10 million with a jewel wholesale yeah. and uh, it destroyed the children of America. Yeah. And then I, and, and then I t- said I was going to be like a whistleblower. Um, not because I was like uh, trying to stop the problem. It was like, just cause I would get like uh, immunity not to go to jail. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you. Yeah. I mean, we knew how dangerous it was the entire time we did it. I mean, you know, you go going after that paycheck, you're young, you got, you know, some college bills you're trying to pay off. What else, what do they expect me to do? I can totally. <laughs> but, but, but I just want to make it clear that I was just very, very good at my job yeah. and crushing it. Cause I have to yeah. hide myself up too. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, all, it's and not I, my fault. I'm like the goat of selling jewel pods. I mean, you want mango? I got mango in my trunk right now. Let's go. We want to make a deal. Oh. You're making, you're making deals on 60 minutes. Like the ghost of somebody before the ghost of Oprah is now on 60 minutes. I mean, I'm like the ghost of Christmas past. I mean, uh, you know, you know, because that's the only thing I agree with Fox News is this war on Christmas is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. <it. laughs> um, uh, no, but it, it was more like, yeah, I mean, you know, it just, yeah, you know, she's like, so you're selling it to children? And I was like, no, I'm selling it to people who sold it to children. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Everybody in my office was just like huffing on the jewel, like at their desks. And uh, so I just made a promise that I would never try it. So I've never even tried it. That's fair. But, but, but I smoked menthols. Yeah, so that's good. But I smoked Newport 120s. So I'm just the pinnacle of health. Oh, no, even better. I have a Newport uh, shirt. It's just a pack of Newports, like, is the shirt on both sides. That's awesome. And some, some dude tried to come up and clown me. He's like, You smoking a Newport? And I'm like, no. He's like, how are you going to be smoking a camo light and wearing a Newport shirt? I go, bro, I'm smoking a camo menthol crush. So it starts menthol, and then you crush it, and it becomes more menthol. Yeah, it's like okay? the Thanos of menthols. I, I elevated. <laughs> a new level. I, I, I like, I'm giving the shout out to Newport as the OG. Um, I've, uh, I've always been impressed by people who smoke like Newports that aren't the menthols. Have you ever seen those people? You're like, what, bro? Like, where did you get that? Like, what couch did you find that in? I will tell you where you get it. So in Ventura, where I just moved from, your boys out in Santa Monica doing bougie things, they banned menthols, period. Like, for, it's not a law. They just did it. And uh, But your boy had to connect where to get the menthols. You know what it is. Uh, but so I would walk into like a place and they had the whole lineup of Newports except for the menthol ones. And I actually, I would, in my last job, I, Newport menthols was a product that I could sell. I, I don't think I ever sold one carton. Just told you I sold millions of dollars with a jewel. Yeah. And that was that. And, but that was, a, that was also a side, side gig. Um, but I saw, yeah, I was like, I did not even know Newport sold anything besides menthol oh yeah man that's like that's like your uh 
you're a veteran smoker. If you see somebody and they're smoking a pack of like Newport regulars, there that's like their thing. Or if they, uh, I always say like really old guys, like old country dudes, always smoke Winston's, and Winston's are like super hazy, smoky. Like I swear, it's like a brush fire every time someone lights one, and they reek. Um, there's okay, like certain people. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Winston's, I get. Smoking a non-menthol Newport. It's next level, dude. You're a vet. That's... No, no, serial killer. <laughs> okay, that's potential. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is you're you know what you're doing. You're like two six. If you're or... a white guy. I mean, I think white guys. Actually, I, I think white guys smoke a, smoke a lot of Newports, man. Well, no, actually, I just heard somebody uh, was telling me like, if they ever go bum a cigarette uh, or need to. Uh, they don't ask the white guy because they know it's not going to be menthol. <laughs> well, I see. I some like there was this guy that I worked with who didn't smoke menthols, and he always told people he smoked menthols so that he didn't have to give any any to anybody. So they'd be Ooh. like, "Oh, he'd be like, oh no, nah, man, I only smoke." you know, Benson Hedges, Hedges 120s, or I smoke Virginia Slims, he would say, like, the most random shit, and people would be like, oh, never mind, and they go get a cig from someone else. I was like, that's genius. That's so smart to, like, rather, you know, like with gum, be like, nah, man, that's, like, my last piece. Or, like, oh, it's trash gum. It tastes like trash. People are like, oh, I don't want that. It's like, it's juicy fruit. You're like, juicy fruit's good, but it doesn't last long. Most people aren't going to take a stick of juicy fruit, right? Well, most, okay, I get asked all the time, for people to bum a cigarette but it's always like um a transient homeless whatever the new woke term is um and this one and so my move is i'm always smoking because i live like on before i lived on the second floor in a condo complex now i live like in a building uh on the fifth floor so i always go out the building um and i and so i grab one and go outside um this guy walks up to me and asks if he can bum a cigarette. I told this on the pod before, but it's definitely worth repeating. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I go, I was like, nah, man, I just have the one. He's like, oh, he starts losing his mind. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, where did you get that one? Did you just pull it out your ass? And I was like, no, I live here. I grabbed it and walked outside. And then he... <laughs> He, and this is right in front of my condo, but I'm like uh, com complex, but I'm like a little bit to the left, so I'm not in front of the gate. And there's like columns. So he starts walking and he's like muttering to himself, like, rah, rah, rah. and then he turns around on one of the columns to come face me. And he goes, He goes, I've never been knocked out. I know I look 100, but I'm 50. And then, you know, it's you know, Mr. Goody, and I just couldn't help myself. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I think you're a hundred. <laughs> like, you look hundred, but I think you're a hundred. And he's like, what? What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tape you. And, I'm, and he starts, like, digging his pocket for, like, his phone. Oh, and I'm like, like tape. actual I'm tape. Like, <laughs> I'm like, tape, tape, tape me. I was like, there's four cameras on you right now, bro. Like, what are you talking about? He didn't say tape, bro. He said tase. Pulls out a taser. <laughs> and it starts clicking it. Like that. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Never been knocked out. 
Never been knocked out because he carries a taser. If you get if you try to hit him, he's just gonna zap your ass. But I was like, I was like, how the fuck did you get a phone to take me? And he busts out the taser. And then I'm like, how the fuck did you get? Who the gave, who gave you a taser? <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody who also bummed him a cigarette. Oh, hey, let's get into these therapy questions, man. All right, let's kick it up. Uh, yeah, some of the best parts is, you know, some of we read from the... Oh, no, I, I love it. I love it. All right, so episode 26, talk shit or get off the pod. Uh, here we go. We always started off... Um, I, we called them therapy questions in the beginning because my actual therapist gave me the, the original questions and we ran out. But these, I would say, more philosophical. But therapy, too. But we just don't have a therapist on board. So, you know what I'm saying? No. Um, okay. So, therapy, philosophical question number one, Mr. Joseph. What defines you? What defines me? See, and I was looking over these, and I was, like, trying to think about it. And I was, like, enjoying doing work and i was like not so i was busy but i was like okay what defines me i'd probably say like it sounds super cheesy but probably like my journey or like my struggles like my like my low points i guess like a lot of the th i think the true characters defined by how we like overcome life's obstacles not like the like not the obstacles that life gives us so like i'm i think that what i've become is strictly a part of me like going through difficult times or things being different and having to overcome those things. So I think that my struggles would probably be something that defines me more than anything. Cause that's like, what's response. That's is solely not solely, but plays a huge role in like what I am today. If you know. Okay. So let me just uh, like, so when something traumatic happens to somebody, I think like, uh, you know, how, when they're like recovering from that, it's like that moment of trauma doesn't define you is like a, the healthy way to think about it. So how is it different? Um, well, I mean, like, like the, so I think that you spend a lot of your life, like, you know, whenever you're younger, you deal with all these difficult moments. You have to overcome these things and social anxieties and trying to like talk to people and, you know, like all that weird shit that you go through when you're younger and you grow from those things. Like, like that low feeling that you have isn't, you don't want that to define you, but like you learn a lot about yourself overcoming those things. So like, you know, you go through something bad or rough or traumatic and how you, you can come out better on the other side if you like use it properly and like, you don't have the right perspective when it comes to those things. So that that's kind of what I mean. Not that like these horrible things that have happened or terrible things are, struggles define me but like those struggles are like taught me how like strong and how much like i can persevere you. yeah it helped shape me like i became a better person because of that adversity so it's like one of those would you change anything if you could go back it's like well no i'm comfortable with who i am and where i'm at and where i'm headed and i don't want to roll the dice because let's so i don't like what like fart in some in front of somebody embarrass myself in sixth grade like whatever that didn't happen i don't think but um like you, you don't, thing, you know what I'm saying? Thing, like, well, but, first thing that happened to me uh, when I moved to Santa Monica, I was in a Target and this guy farted out loud twice on on me, like right in front of me, out loud, out loud on you, twice <laughs> after he was arguing that his Snickers was two dollars and not one dollar. 
Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's rough, man. Welcome to, well, well, welcome I to Santa Monica. Well, okay, so I like like same kind of vibe as far as like I mean, and it's all over uh, at least California, and I'm sure it's like a problem. In you a lot of you've been I, a vibe my the whole time I've known you with your stories and the shit that happens. You got farted on by a guy who is arguing about the price of a Snickers bar twice. That's twice. just everything about you is a vibe, sir. Out loud, out loud. Uh, one of the first things that ever happened in Target, or not in Target, um, in San Monica. <laughs> but uh, I immediately, because there was uh, the same kind of vibe uh, where I lived in Ventura, which is like a uh, nice town, but uh, also a lot of transients. Again, you know, go back to that. Same Santa Monica, very bougie, but then there's a lot of like homelessness. No. And the difference. I concluded because uh, I was talking to my uh, roommate who's been living out here for a while was in Ventura where I lived there was like some real hard gangs and like the transients kind of like were put in check so they would never do something like that out in Santa Monica it's uh, white people who pay $80 for a dog membership at a dog park and don't pay attention to their dogs when they're like humping another dog because they're drinking a goddamn like spritzer um, and like Instagramming. Uh, so nobody's checking them. And I was like, so my conclusion was we need a gang in Santa Monica. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold statement. It's possible. I mean, specifically, specifically to keep these uh, people from farting on me in the middle of a goddamn target. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dude, that's so rough. I'd be so pissed. I could not believe it. I was like, wow, wow. It's like okay. that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was is, like, are you a part of the welcome train? Appreciate you, bro. It, it, it basically, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like a uh, absent parent, you know? It's like, they just, this, this, uh, I don't know. I, unbelievable shit. Okay. What defines me? Um, I thought about it in a different way. I was like, like, like it'd be like, well, like, what is the one sentence? I didn't come up with anything great, but I'm going to try to do it off the cuff. I'd say, mm, I mean, besides white privilege, uh, <laughs> perse <laughs> per perseverance or, or grit, maybe. But that's kind of like a falls in line with what I was saying. But yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like your wherewithal, like your chutzpah. Your ability yeah, like, to overcome and like power right. through, you know, like you learn, you learn through adversity. You don't learn shit about yourself if you're not pushing yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And to clarify, it's not like, um, uh, like it, like adversity happened to me. It's like sometimes like, you know, like I did it to myself. Oh yeah. And I mean, that, and, yeah. Yeah. And then had to like, you know, like be like come to come to jesus you know if you will you know for lack of a better term like and be like okay you know it's like yeah i grew up privileged but then i was broke throughout my 20s and it's like listen bro like you're an adult like you're in your late 20s you're broke you're at your parents house like it's time to go and so i think yeah like to be like the ability to go through that and then uh and then uh come out on the on the sunnier side of things um i hope that's what defines me maybe maybe that's aspirational 
definition, you know? Like, like maybe we, we ask somebody else what define, like what they think defines us, and that would be a different answer, but that's what I think. Yeah, no, and that's fair. I mean, that's, it's all, like, that's just, you know, self-awareness. Like, that's part of being a person is being like, okay, like, I'm screwing this stuff up. You got to recognize negative patterns in yourself and, like, knock it the fuck off. And, like, if you don't, like, that could be detrimental. And you got to do that, you know, the cliches, you got to do it for yourself and not for somebody else and all that. But it's kind of true. Like, you got to, like, figure shit out. Like, I remember when I was sleeping in my car and, like, couch surfing you remember that dude that was like that was how yeah. i th- that was the beginning of being an adult for me like and it, i just didn't look back so i mean like i worked 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 like you know i remember i bought a laptop and was like half in tears one time because i was like i never thought i'd spend like two grand on something ever like have enough extra cash because it and like so that's i think that's why we both have always been like kind of hustlers and i can be a workaholic because work is what got me out of stuff and you know gave gave me balance but like self-awareness is huge if you don't if you can't recognize where you're screwing up you'll just keep doing the same shit yeah i mean just look at real housewives um facts <laughs> yeah but yeah totally it's yeah it that's exactly true uh what, what you just said and so i hope i mean and i think that is what might be lacking um and this, this could be an overgeneralization uh, but like uh, the, like I call them, you know, it's called Gen Z, Gen Zoomers, you know, the ones after millennials is they, I feel like they might be lacking a little bit of grit, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like, the, like the world sucks and, you know, we're fucked, fuck this instead of, instead of like, like, guess what, you know, this shit sucks, but it's like, it's go time, like it's, it's time to make shit happen, you know. So I hope I hope that's not like maybe I'm wrong, but you know I hope that they get a little bit more grit. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that comes through adversity. So like we went through more. I I mean, and not to be like, huh. I mean, old man huggy, go figure. But like, it's you know I'd say that in some ways we've gone through things differently than them. Um, and there was like, you know, nobody gave a shit if you were getting bullied when I was in school, that's for damn sure. And I can both say that I, and when I was younger, I was definitely a bully sometimes. So I'm not going to deny that either. I could be an ass and there was nobody who checked us. Like things were completely different. And I think, and not obviously, obviously it's better that those things aren't happening. And, but what I am saying is that there was like a social climate in a way that it was like, you kind of had to have some sort of like, I guess, different type of swagger or attitude in like a sense where it's like, well, like to, to want to prove people wrong in like a way that is like, Oh, you don't think I can do this? Well, watch me do this shit. And I think every, I think we were all like that. Like if not I, all, Oh, let me, let me interject real quick. Okay. Well, you, not all you of one, us. You, you were one of the only black guys in that like school city, right? Yeah. And I that, think I was like point oh. I think I was like 0.6% of like a, Per, of like a one percent or something out of like yeah, not not three hundreds fifths. almost a thousand people we graduated with some shit yeah yeah and then and then my shit was i was uh quote you know like deemed the gay dude from california you know <laughs> even, even though i wasn't gay and i was like i you know just like i was probably you had, fro- you, had you had frosted tips bro you came in sixth grade hot and heavy frosted tips billabong shirts it was texas yeah, we didn't know Billabong. Yeah, with flip flops. I was like, "What's reef? What's reef flip flops? What are yeah, these? Yeah, they where's were your where's, where's your Massimo yeah. shirt? Where's your 
Where, awesome. Where was your calf? Where's your caffeine shirt, bro? What are you doing? No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah. So like, it was just so I had a, like that for sure. Like, like I realized that the older dudes, like, we don't have to name them, and you know, some of us have like become friends since. But in the grade above us, like, uh, they were they were like, for sure bullying me. Like, uh, I just never acknowledged it as bullying. I just thought like that just was the game. You know, this is how you come up. I mean, um, you watch Varsity Blues and you're in like sixth grade and you're like, this is real life because you live in Texas and everyone's like, this is the best movie that's ever made. James Vanderbeek's the best actor I've ever seen. <laughs> Fire that fucking pig skin. <laughs> and then uh, Lance Harbor's going to go to Florida State and then he's going to go pro. I was like, oh my gosh. Worst part about that movie? Uh, the whipped cream bikini? It's like not very practical no it's not and i remember that was such a big deal like oh dude that like the world almost exploded the world almost exploded i, I mean my dick did for sure <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i was definitely like what my mom was like cover your eyes so i, I was like i yeah. well, nah, I'm, I'm i'm into whipped cream i'm sorry yeah that was uh, such a big deal that was so oh man i totally forgot about that part that's like the dumbest part too and then you're like well, stuck. Thomas, I mean, I don't know. But um, speaking of Anastasia, um, uh, no, but uh, whenever they're at the strip club and the teacher's the stripper. Yeah, yeah. First strip club I ever went to, I was 16 uh, with, again, PJ. Okay. And, uh, and uh, Rolls Royce. Uh, and and uh, uh, we go, me and PJ go up to the VIP lounge. And... Uh, we get private dances. Uh, he pays for the them, and then uh, what happens is, at the end of my dance, I'm talking to the stripper as if she wants to talk to me. So I just think like, of course, I'm you know she wants to talk to me. You're you know, sixteen. You're sixteen and hot shit. Uh, and I'm like, I'm I'm just I'm different. I'm cooler than all I got these puka others. shells on. I'm crushing right, it right. right now. But she's actually waiting for me to pay her. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 my buddy's right over there. He paid for me when we got up here. And then actually what turns out is he got his dance. He, the, his his uh, lady of the night uh, asked him if he wanted another one. And he was, and to him, he was like, of course, like, why wouldn't I? But that just means you have to pay again. So then him paying, like, for me and him, actually all that money just went to his two dances. And so then I, so that I had not paid my dancer who i thought was just talking to me but she was a teacher is what she told me uh, of course and then and then i refused to pay them and we all got kicked <laughs> and we all got kicked out meanwhile rolls royce joyce is downstairs this whole time didn't know we went up to the vip lounge <laughs> and so he's pissed at us and i just like out of principle was like no i'm not paying you like bouncers all around just like an ignorant 16 year old <laughs> uh and, and rolls royce ends up paying for it and oh he's my who, god he's the only one who didn't get the lap dance Dude, that's like i said you're a total <laughs> you're such a vibe man you're such a vibe man i don't even you know, like i don't even like strip clubs like i've been only like like two or three and like i it's just not like that that is not my vibe. <laughs> stripper anthems my favorite genre of music strip clubs i don't know unless it's like again we talked about it before if it's like houston atlanta and like they're doing like wild shit like that's cool yeah yeah but, i mean that's a whole like production 
Right, but most of them are like Harrah's Casino in New Orleans at 7 a.m. Just sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Therapy question number two. Great therapy session, too, by the way. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I made you philosophical. <laughs> no, you're good. We're dropping bombs right now. This is gold. Ooh, <laughs> this is ooh, cracking me ooh, up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, speaking of bombs, number two. Is peace the only way to stop a war? Is peace the only way to stop a war? I mean... I think that peace is something that like is that comes with time. That's something that you'd work towards if you're already in war. So, I mean, it'd be more like, like, do, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like you're already in. Oh, you're yeah. already. Oh, I was, oh, okay. I was going to say like, you're already in, like if you're in a war, right. Then there is no peace, but I would definitely say that to avoid war in general would be important and that would be more like communication and like compromise and like figuring shit out and working through issues as opposed to like because if you're already at war how much peace i mean peace is the outcome right so you'd have to end the war to have peace or peace would be a product of trying to stop it that i mean the way i view it it's definitely you can't have peace is the outcome of war I'm working if that even makes sense. So, I mean, like a peace uh, piece is a part of the process. So if you have like communication and like people are able to compromise, you can avoid those things. So, I mean, you could achieve peace where everyone's just like chilling and hanging out and not being dicks to each other. But I mean, is peace the only way to stop a war unless like everyone dies in it? I mean, I don't know. Like I'm sure there's other ways to stop a war besides resulting in peace, but they're probably all like bad, right? Um, well, I don't know. I've got a different take. So, I think that what is more, like, um, deadly than, like, a strong military is an incompetent one. So, appeasement, right? It's like, people talk about that with World War Two. It's like, Never Chamberlain or whatever the fuck that British ass, asshole's name was. It's like, because they didn't want to like go to war with Germany is why Germany was able to like invade Poland and then all this shit and like Holocaust happens. So, and it's kind of like a bully what we were talking about. Like, uh, you know, it's like you, you, you you check a bully by but by force not by letting the bully be a bully yeah i mean obviously like yeah i mean if it you're pushed to a point like there's going to be some sort of retaliation every action has a reaction you know but sometimes you have to fight fire with fire yeah but i mean people like whenever you think of it on like a world like world war two or something like that like people's global interests and their own interests come before like others so like not to like be on specific on any cult any like any war for example like if it's if it suits their best interests, they'll avoid it as much as possible if they gain something by being in it or something then they would then we would join up a war you know or if they feel like they're forced or bullied into being in a war but 
to you people are going to avoid conflict as much as possible. I think that No. No, I, I think that no. I think that now nowadays I feel like we try to avoid conflict as much as possible when it comes on like a global military scale. Like in develop and no. develop in developed and in developed countries, most developed countries, I don't think that like Australia is not going to war with people all of the time. I mean, you know, Russia had a horrible military. Their military was military was garbage, and they've dumped like trillions of dollars into like beefing up their military. So I mean, some people, some some cultures put a big emphasis on having a military, as where others don't, and like in their budget. Does that do you know what I'm saying? Like North. Well, I, I get that, but uh, first of all, Russia doesn't even know what a trillion dollars is because they're broke. Um, second <laughs> of all, uh, uh, Australia has been in every single war since the Revolutionary War that the United States has ever been in, period. Well, yeah, but I mean, is that something that they've initiated or started themselves, or have they decided to back up an ally because they think it's in their best interest to ally with the, the United States as opposed to the, being neutral? They're the, but they're the only country that's ever done that. Well, okay, that's fair. They're also like so you, so, they're also so kind of like a continent of Texans. Okay, it's a bad example. It's like a continent of Texans, but I mean, um, it is. Australians are <laughs> no, crazy. I mean, I'd say Floridians. Okay, that's fine. A good combination depends on where you are. It's a big con. It's a big continent. It's the largest. Yeah. It's one of the largest countries, and it's the smallest continent. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. So that's that's tough on them. That's like. Uh, it, it's like how you, like you know, like big dudes with a small dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so I see, yeah. I see what you're saying. I just don't know, like, is peace the only way to stop a war? I mean, physical in, like intimidation and having a massive army is going to keep people from fucking with you. So it's like, True. like, so I, just I, going to the gym and getting bigger, you're going to probably less people are going to want to fight you, even if you talk shit because you're bigger than them, whether you can fight or not. You know, you just look big. We know well, a lot of I, guys like that. I heard this. Um, I, I listen to Wonky podcast, and this is the um, Council on Foreign Relations, and they actually had this discussion where is the fact that the United States has a military that spends we spend more money on it ten times more money than the next ten countries combined, and That's seven nuts. of those countries seven of those countries are our allies. Uh does that actually make us safer or does it actually cause more like incentive because it's like, well, we're spending all this money, so we got to use it. Right. Um, so that was the argument. And then somebody like the, the person who's making the argument that it makes us less safe having like this, like this much power. Uh, it, it sounded like, like a good argument. Until the next guy talked, and he goes, "Yeah, but that's not the world we fucking live in." Like you're talking about, like in a vacuum. You know, it's like, like there's bad actors, and there's always going to be. Oh yeah. And so you have to like think about it that way. It's like in a perfect world, that makes sense. Like yeah, if you have like a a, a nuclear bomb. Well, that's like paranoia, gonna... though. That's like you know, like. We both watched Succession. That's like, all right, well, we got to like buy up all of our competitions. So we're just so big that we can't fail and nobody will mess with us because we're that big and we're on that large of a scale. We just have to buy it, have to buy it. The Pierce deal, you know, like they're all like because he's paranoid. Then, he's paranoid about the competition. So he wants to get and bigger. It causes more problems. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like, you know, paranoia to a certain extent, like how big can we need to be bigger so that because we're worried that people are going to come mess with us all the time. You know, like I'm not saying that's our stance, but I mean, that's I mean, in any other 
if you if there was some guy stockpiling a bunch of crazy stuff in his house, you'd be like, that guy's paranoid. True, but I think more of uh, it. It's what Eisenhower talked about, like being uh, worried about in his last speech before oh, the uh, military industrial complex. Yeah. I think I think that's really what it is. It's like it's there's so much, and then if you watch the movie War Dogs, yeah, there's just so much goddamn money, and and like all these military government contracts, and then that leads to you know. And like and like I don't like to be conspiratorial, but it's just for a fact that we've gotten into more shit. And when I say we, I mean the United States because we global. Um, but we've gotten into more shit because uh, it's there, there's a profitability to it. Like, oh, definitely. Some, and now I'm not saying that's always why, or you know, and and then there's consequences that come from that like mentality that. You know, and so it, it, you know, there's nuance involved. However, um, if you like just, I don't know, like, no, I would say that it's fair to say that some strategic decisions are made for financial gain and with other people's financial gain and interests at heart from time to time, not saying that they all are. And that's not, that's not conspiratorial to say whenever our vice president used to be like the chair of Halliburton and then Halliburton gets like 60 quadrillion dollars in government contracts, former, former vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Former vice president. I mean, I guess you could always call him vice president, but I mean, no, I call him Dick. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dick Cheney, but yeah, I mean, he was in charge of Halliburton and then they got tons of government contracts and did like all the trucking and all of that crazy stuff and building houses and water and purification stations. And they got billions of dollars in con like, shortly after he took that role it's like come on like that's so so close to home that's so close right. to home but like i wouldn't right. believe you if you told me you didn't like you know you know everybody in the room get out of here it's good old boys yeah yeah for sure so yeah i guess there's different motives for different shit but um uh just in the general sense um it i don't think it is realistic to say there's this utopian version of the world where peace is just automatic and is always like that we just haven't achieved it yet. Uh, I'd say that's never going to happen. I mean, New Zealand's pretty close, man. But New Zealand, <laughs> they're but so New, nice. They're everyone's I know, so nice. but but they don't. New Zealand doesn't exist without the United States military. True. It's like it is like like China wouldn't have swooped them up already. Come on. I don't know. They're really nice, man. They might leave them alone. They're really nice. And China would just be like, yeah. I'm just trying uh, to be optimistic. This is such a dark conversation. Well, I'm just trying to say realist. Like we're, no, I mean, know. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's like you said, there's always going to be bad actors. There's always people that are going to do or make moves for their own gain. I mean, we see it in our politics on like a local level, let alone like on our government, like, like our, you know, like we're just talking Supreme about bullying anything. in school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it happens all over the place. So that's like it's a ine- it's inevitable that things are going to be messed up at some point. Yeah, like in some way, animal, shape, or form. Like Animal Kingdom, like you know, it's like you know, like lions and will eat like the cubs of like their rival lion so that they're you know they can get their offspring. Like I, it's just like Dude, a that's rowdy. It's like a survival, <laughs> survival of the fit. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like how it shit works. Yeah, sharks uh, eat each other. So, yeah, but that's because you know, 
I mean, I, I, I eat humans, but just talking about that. <laughs> I wouldn't say Tyler, that. No, I just meant like like that pussy. Oh, Jesus. You know, I go, I go down on her. I'll take care of that. Um, okay. Therapy question number three. If you could choose just one thing to change about the world, Joseph, what would it be? I'd, I've thought about this one. This is a deep one. Probably would try to reverse. If I could change one thing. Oh, man, that's tough, too. Because I can't be like, you know, if I could just do away with racism as a whole, that'd be tight. Like, that'd be cool. And if I did that, like, man, that'd be like free food everywhere for life. Like, I'd be getting free soul food for life. But probably, um, probably reverse a lot of these climate and just issues that we have i guess i don't know like that's so tough that's so like that's such a tough thing because there's so many things wrong with the world that i'd like to fix so to prioritize one over another is like is like that is that's the purpose of the question yeah it's like you can't like there's nothing that's more important than something else i could fix the environment or i could stop you know people i could no no sir sir one thing well, no, I know. That's why I'm. Well, that's I'm saying. There's I can't I can't prioritize. Well, that integrity to the uh, pod. Do it, dude. I I I I'd save the environment. I would stop reverse all the crazy messed up stuff that we've done and create balance on the planet again. Not for us, but for our kids, kids, kids. I guess. That's yeah. like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's impactful enough. I feel like that would also help a lot of other issues, hunger issues, freshwater issues. There's lots of other things that saving the environment and fixing it. Not that I'm some big crunchy hippie. I don't make my own trail mix, but I am saying I like camp- but, yeah. kombucha sometimes. And that would probably like it help. Hey, sometimes it, there's some good kombuchas bro, bro, out there. Bro, not, bro, not homemade I, stuff. When you got, I went on a, I went on a date recently. Of course you did. Her. Shorty was Shorty was talking about kombucha hard seltzer, and then she left me that that day at that bar for a sixty-five year old man. Damn. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't drink hard kombucha. So I just mean like a regular kombucha if it's like not. You're triggering me. But either way, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm making you think about the sixty-five year old man who stole your bitch. But that's not. Whoop. That's not the booch's problem, but I would say if you were to fix a lot the, of the environmental it was the issues, beach's problem. Yeah, if you fix a lot of the environmental issues, that could have a long-term lasting effect in a lot of other areas that would benefit a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Uh, K-pop. Careful, man. The stands will come for you, dude. That's why I said it. Yeah, you know, don't do that, man. Don't be joking about no K-pop. I'm not trying That's to get murked, it. dude. I don't want to get murked, dude. I... Dude, dude. Joey Rogan, Joey Bag of Donuts, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. Ooh, don't even talk to me about the Swifties. Yeah. I'm never. Beehive up, beehive up. I'm never. <laughs> dude, why are you not... starting all these wars with all these people? <laughs> what is the matter with you? Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you get the I, barbs, I, the barbs are going to come after the barbs are going to come out of the beehive, all sorts of stuff. No, dude. no, 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 no. I wasn't talking shit about the beehive. <laughs> I was like, whoa, person. dude. I was like, hey, man, chill. That's a line I won't knock around. <laughs> <laughs> so you would get rid of K-pop. That's really what you do. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I think so, right? I mean, they. It's your. I thought that's it's your. It it's your one. It's your one magical wish to change the world. Is that is that weird? I thought that would like. I thought uh, that would fix a lot of problems. No, I just thought that was so obvious. I almost didn't say it. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know you had such a vendetta with K-pop, but now I do. And you know what? I'm. I'll. I will make adjustments. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, they don't listen to this podcast in uh, Korea yet, so maybe that maybe that's why I'm lashing out. Or this is the first time they do, and that does not go well. So we'll see what or happens. It, <laughs> or it goes really well. Yeah, true. Speaking of Korea, but not the one that we were talking about, we are moving on to our current affair topics. Joseph, first article. Yes. He's this F baby. The article, Rolling Stone, title, Trump busted for hoarding Kim Jong-un, the supreme leader, dictator, doughboy of North Korea's love letters at Mar-a-Lago. What do you think? Well, so I read the article and there's there was stuff before. So, I mean, like, yes, that's super weird that he's like keeping all of these notes, but they're like personal notes. I mean, it sounds like he tried to keep a couple souvenirs because he tried to keep a bunch of stuff. I but, guess a lot. Yeah. Well, so that's really what's interesting. Like, now, is he going to think is anything going to come of this? Probably not. It's not a big deal. But everything you do when you like work in that capacity is like considered presidential documents. So if you scribble notes to yourself about like something or do anything remotely close to that and you do it in like that capacity, that's considered notes and like you can't destroy it. And he would like tear up notes, tear up paper, tear up letters shred shit so like whenever they passed a bunch of paperwork off uh to like the doj and some other people it was like a lot of, or the archives i'm sorry the archives it was like shredded paper that they scotch taped back together so the he didn't shred those he took those but he's shredded a bunch of paper took a bunch of weird stuff a bunch of like an obama letter you think he i don't know why he has an obama letter but he has like an obama letter supposedly but he kept a bunch of this random stuff and got caught so they confiscated it they seized it which is epically awesome but that's just wild like it just shows that on like i mean and not to be like oh it shows how unprepared he was for the office well not just unprepared but like how there's just like certain things that you do and don't do and like you're trying to take stuff like steal it's like and not stealing like that's like petty stuff but you know that's like a guy who always steals a pen every time bro, out of your office bro, bro they're the, hillary, hey hillary hillary clinton's server she had a private server bro. no oh yeah no the hypocrisy is like deep like mariana's uh, trench deep on this but i mean it's wasn't but, even the president yeah but the practices that's really what's interesting about it is like the amount of paper shredding he was just doing in general and destroying what are presidential documents that are supposed to go to the archive which i'm pretty sure they like tell him like yo bro like everything you write like we kind of get if it's like presidential related and he still chose to destroy it or steal it so you know well there's two things here yeah so there's the freedom of information act and then um and then like also like the national archives um it's why we like have like uh like they were able to access like nixon recording himself like yeah just committing committing crimes 
um, like an idiot. Um, however, so there's the National Archives, there's the Freedom of Information Act, uh, but then there's also this thing. So like, Barack and his boys, they went out to Saudi Arabia, um, like, two thousand nine ten, like it was for, like early in his first term. Yeah. And uh, his uh, deputy national security advisor Ben Rhodes, and then also the uh, the spokesperson for the National Security Council, uh, Tommy Vitor. Where or I listen to their podcast, shout out, Pod Save the World. Uh, they talked about how when they get to their hotel room, there's a suitcase on their bed, and they they didn't know that, like that this happened to everybody. They just walk in their own hotel room, and then there's a suitcase. They open it, and it's just got like full of jewels and gold in it, and it was like, they're like, what the fuck, and. But at, but like everybody that was on that trip with him, got the same thing, and the shit's like worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and there's this rule, like where you immediately you can't take that as a gift. However, if you wanted to keep it, you just have to pay for it. So you know, like so basically they just like reported it like to, uh, you know whoever like is in charge of that, like, for the White House. That's and, so weird. I got this bag of jewels, and I'd like to keep it, so let me purchase it, please. No, no, they didn't purchase it. But, like, they didn't even realize that was, like, an option because it was, like, a year into the... You know, they didn't even know the shit, like, what happened. But, like, they were, like, help them... They would help Barack with, like, speeches, so they thought they were, like, getting bribed, and it was just, like, nah, this is just how, like, <laughs> the Saudis... Like, the Saudis just run shit. They're, like, yeah, bro, here's some jewels, you know, take care of us. On the back end. Um, however, our boy, Mike Pompeo, who was uh, the, the defamed failure secretary of state under Trump, he got uh, some ridiculous ass gift. Of, it was like, a, I think it was like a five ten thousand dollar bottle of like whiskey from like Japan or some shit. And he, <laughs> he just took it. And, uh, and then lied about taking it. And then, like, later on, after he was out of office, they, like, forced him to pay the 10,000 Gs. <laughs> Epic. But yeah, so the, there's laws. And it, it's all about, like, preventing corruption. And, and it sounds weird and shit. But the same thing with, like, uh, these love letters. Okay, I wanted to get to this. Yeah, that's weird. The love letters thing is weird. But, no... I want to get to this, though, and, you know, maybe I'm spoiling it for us, but the sex tape between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump, because wa- I've been watching Pam and Tommy on Hulu. It's about, you know, Pamela Anderson and, and the, the yeah. sex tape. Yeah. Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump sex tape, which we know exists. <laughs> How much money do you think we could get for that? Dude, if you had something like that, you would, I mean, TMZ, TMZ would pay you a pretty penny for that. No, 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 no. Because if that exists, I would buy TMZ if I had that. That's how much money you would get. Yeah, you'd be like, I want to be the chair. I want to be the chair and the majority shareholder. Because you don't want to fire everybody. You just want to own it. You don't want to have to work at TMZ every day. No, I I would buy TMZ and then turn it into a parking lot. 
Like, uh, <laughs> um, no, but but you know it exists. These dudes, these dudes hooked up. Like, let's let's not get it twisted. Like, and like, who writes love letters? I mean, this is like some notebook shit. Yeah, that's Unless, super weird. I'm telling you, bro. We gotta get we gotta get this. And our boy, Quick Draw Casanova, Mr. Sean, uh, said he wanted to be a part of it. And I said, if you're a part of this, just make sure you eat a lot of asparagus and drink a lot of water beforehand because you know how Trump likes to get down. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird that, I like, if you read the quote that he had, it's like, well, we talked and we were both tough with each other and then we were mad and then we were in love and then we fell in love. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've been friends for a really long time and I love you, man, but I've, we've never fallen in love. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just like, what the choice of words that he uses and then he and then he takes them and apparently they are like these fawning letters that they've exchanged and there's like multiple of them and he stole them. I think they'd give them to you if you asked, dude. I don't think anybody wanted to keep that shit. You could well, like, just like a copy. Yeah, like say, hey man, like I want to take this, and they'd be like, yeah, that shit's weird. Get it out of here. We're not gonna tell anybody. Nobody needs to know this. We're not gonna put it in the archives. Like I think he just needed to let someone know he wanted to take some of his weird no, shit. No, 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 no. That has to be in the archives, bro. Come on. No, well, like, I mean, he probably took it because he didn't want it to be there, so people didn't see it. Because who knows what the content of those letters actually are. So couldn't you file a Freedom of Information Act at some point once those are cataloged and collected and potentially read those Kim Jong-un love letters? I actually think he's just beating off to, like, the words of Kim Jong-un. Like, that, and, and there might be a dick pic involved. Who knows? <laughs> dick pic through the snail mail. Yeah. Okay. Most, I mean, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, that's how it would get there. Yeah. Allegedly, they're good at hacking, but I, I, I feel, dude, this it's Kim Jong Un. Like when he goes to like visit China, he has to ride a train for like six days, Be, or like when he goes. Yeah, I'm it's like kidding. I think it's like ten days. I think it's like, yeah, but it's like a really long train ride. They do not have a plane that can get him there. Uh, where he can, and, and there is no other like country on the way where he can stop and refuel. Yeah, because no one's, everyone's like, no, dude. You, you ain't stopping here. You can't, seats taken. <laughs> Jan A. Yeah, and Jan of course, A. and then of course they're like, you can sit here if you want. Like, obviously, dude. That's, That's crazy. Trump. That's yeah, Trump. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Um, so, article number two. Um, uh, back on uh, back on our finance tip, our crypto tip. Article was from Fortune magazine. Crypto's new kingmaker. Now, article might be misleading because this is a female, but it's 2022. Uh, so, you know, uh, gender uh, conforming. Uh, I don't, you know, whatever. She's a motherfucking kingmaker. Um the subtitle is after co-leading three massive funds at, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Addressin Horowitz, yeah. Katie Hahn is, yeah. is raising $1 billion war chest and striking out on her own. Her new firm is launching into a Web3 world awash in competition, volatility, 
and just maybe unprecedented opportunity. And I would agree with all three of those adjectives, especially the volatility, but also the just maybe unprecedented. Did you read this article, Joseph? Yeah, no, uh, it's super interesting. Like her story was really interesting and in how she even got started into it. And also the breakdown of the amount of money that people and like these, the amount that these different um, venture capital like groups own and how much money they've been investing. Like, so I don't think anybody, there's like some people that are up to like a little over a billion and there's like one group that seems to pretty much, yeah, that... Anderson Horowitz pretty much owns like, or is venture capitals, their venture capital groups, different ones have like a shit ton of money invested in all this crypto stuff. And she was involved in like open seas, which I use she's Coinbase. I mean, so she is like branching off and doing her own thing and getting a billion dollars of her own funding to do her own venture capital stuff. It's pretty interesting. Like she seems like a badass. This chick is the real deal. Um, like it, it was rowdy seven, seven only seven people work for her firm that she so basically she went rogue. she's working for this vc firm and they just crushed crushed they got in on bitcoin ethereum open seas you know like early early um what i like about this most and i was talking to my roommate about it who's in the um the nft game uh, and, and I talked to a lot of people really into crypto and they always talk about the decentralized, you know, like part of it. Right. And, uh, the, like the, you don't need like the traditional funding and it's like, that sounds nice, but VC firms are going to make the fucking money on whatever it is. War, like we were talking about. Oh Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, yeah, the idea of crypto being decentralized is like kind of that utopia shit, you know, but it's not, is it really the real world? It's going to get, I mean, when Elon Musk can manipulate Dogecoin, that's a very, very, very small example of how this will also to be corrupted or people with the money are going to find ways to make more money from it. Yeah, I mean, seeing the amount of money that these uh, venture capital firms are dumping into this stuff was crazy. So I was like, man, if this is decentralized and these guys are throwing around this amount of money, I don't know how long that's going to hold up, honestly, because this is some huge numbers. But it also made me like buy a bunch more stuff because I was like, damn, they're dumping a bunch of money. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm buying more right now. Let's go. Uh, that's funny because uh, some of made did too. I actually, and I guess I, I'll just have to say it, full disclosure, I emptied my Coinbase out. Dang. Mr. Good, Mr. Goody, not invested in crypto anymore. Dang, well, see, I was out and then I got back in, like I told you, but I bought a bunch of, you know, like some mana and gala and or Gala, however you want to just, uh, call it, Ethereum, when Ethereum was down to like 2.3 and 2.2. I bought a bunch more of that, and now it's back. They're all back. It's back over 3, and everything's kind of bounced back. I mean, 
my well, gal has gone up one day it went up like 60 percent and the next day it went up like 40 percent so some of they're starting to bounce back but that's just what i do I, I can't if it's if it's so low that i can't like i'm like ah, i gotta buy it oh i gotta well, buy I, it I, I i just did this like like today oh you did it today yeah like like so i wait like it did bounce back and i just cleared it because what I'm realizing is um, I don't think this is the last dip for Ethereum and Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Like, And I got in way, way early on both and made a shit ton of money. And then right now I feel like it's like a little bit back to like, like I don't think it's going to go too far down from where it is right now. But I also don't think it's going to go too far up in the like next three, four months. Like it's like Bitcoin's like I thought my Bitcoin might hit a hundred k in like December, like back in July I thought that. Uh, it didn't, it, but it got up to like sixty something, and I don't see the route where it gets to sixty something by March, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, what I'm getting, what I've been purchasing is I'm viewing as like long-term investments. So if there's a dip, like I'm probably not going to like back out. Like I'm buying it when it's low again and I just plan on holding it and seeing. And like I said, I'm diversifying. So I might have some niche style Ethereum-based coins that you can use in like Decentraland to purchase property or use to buy NFTs, buying some of the things that have more of a like, you know, targeted specific purpose that are that are have high ceilings that are really low floors right now that i that i can hold on for hold on to for a while and view as long-term investments i mean i I bought a shit ton of gala and it was 28 cents so i'm gonna jump to 50 cents but i bought like three grand of it that's a big jump in like in that because i'm buying it so low so and um, there's also other ways if you buy like nodes or you decide you want to, uh, like mine, but nodes are pretty chill and they're like something you buy on your computer. You run it for six hours a day. If you're running like a gala node right now, it might cost you like 27, $28,000, but you'd make like 600 bucks a day. You can only run it for six hours a day, every day, but you can make about six, four, 400 to $600 every day, just running your node and being a part of the blockchain with it. So it's really just like if I think you have to have a different perspective on it so that if like some of those big ones, I think are always going to do these dips. But there's still a couple little bottle rockets out there that might shoot up for you. Well, no, I totally understand what you're saying. And that was the only reason why I got into Bitcoin and Ethereum in the first place was long term. Um, However, right now, I feel like it's not, I'm not going to miss anything. Like I'm going back in. I'm definitely buying Bitcoin and Ethereum again. Um, I just don't think I'm going to be missing anything uh, in the next couple of months by not being invested in it. And I've like, I've all of it was house money that I, that I had. Left oh yeah. 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 Like I've already like taking, taking thousands and thousands of dollars of profit. And I'm like, you know what? Let me take this money and do something real quick with it. And then I'm going to move it back in. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm interviewing right now with, uh, uh, I, I guess I'll just keep it trill until it actually happens. But uh, one of the biggest companies in the world. 
And so I, so if I start working from them, like for them, and start getting like you know some fatty ass paychecks, of, of course I'm going back in. I just, to me, it was just like I can, you know, it it, it went on the down. I didn't sell it when it went down. It bounced back up a little bit. It's still way, it's at least three times more than when I bought in right now, and it, it was way more than that before. Yeah, I was like, let me just take the money out, hold it. Well, no, I'm not holding it. I'm actually doing other shit with it. Um, but uh, and then I'll just get back in because I don't feel like it's going to be like that much different like three months from now. And I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think you might miss out on some like opportunities, but I don't think they're going to be so substantial. It's not like in three months, you know, man is going to go from the three fifty or three seventy five. It might be at like right now, like three dollars and seventy five cents. Buy it if you don't have it. But um, you know, if that shoots up to like fifty bucks, like you're not missing on anything super crazy because you could still get in six months from now when it's at 50 bucks do you know like and if it's still continuing right. to grow or you could get back into whatever you wanted um as long well, as you it was like it was like the little shiba dog in dogecoin like what i was trying to buy dogecoin uh when it was seven cents and i was like trying to find a wallet you know to do it and it took me like two hours i think uh and it was at 11 cents by the time i did it that's the shit that it's like, okay, this is happening now. And then I sold all of it, you know, like in the like high 50, 60 cent range or whatever it was. Yeah. But, but that was like a moment, right? Like Bitcoin's not a moment. No, Ethereum's that was a, a, yeah. a moment. Like this shit is here to stay. So I don't feel bad about taking my money out right now. Cause I think I can go make more money doing something else with it. Um, I'll just tell you poker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just say, don't miss out on, I'd say like, if you could spread a little bit and plant some seeds and some things and do some research, see some things you like that you might be big, see big, big markets later, you could still catch some sort of doge wave if that's what you're chasing. But that could right. also be a good long-term investment. Cause those are Ethereum based tokens. Like, like, like Gala is a token that's used for like online gaming and blockchain gaming. That's like V bucks for Fortnite but for the blockchain. So if you but think that's, but that's all, that's all I've ever invested in other than Ethereum and Bitcoin is uh, Ethereum based tokens. Like I, I had uh, Polygon, Polkadot, and then the, the only other, like, and then I had Cardano and I kind of realized Cardano, uh, while viable um, as a, but it's to me, it's like really the only one that actually functions as a currency, you know? Uh, I just didn't understand. I started to realize I don't understand why this would be worth it more than one, two dollars, right? Yeah. Like, it like it makes sense that it's that amount, you know, like a stable coin is. Except for it's, it's not a stable coin, but people use it for transactions, and it's like okay, this is what it is. That there's not going to be a lot of volatility with it. Like you're not going to hit a home run with Cardano. I mean, it's like a it's like a stable place to put your money if you're worried about inflation and stuff. Like, I mean, not stable, stable, but like a hedge. Yeah. Um, so I got out of that, but then Polygon and Polkadot, both Ethereum-based. But then the other one was um, Atom or Cosmos. Atom is the symbol. And that's a challenge to uh, Ethereum. And so I I, I like Ethereum I, like a lot, like... 
like I, I feel like it's gonna be here forever you know they like i feel like it could create a second internet you know like think about that like what the fuck it like <laughs> And like that's insane like i mean like, tell me more morpheus <laughs> yeah but i'm just saying like no i know like like the, how much is the internet worth you it's literally priceless it's like god you know like like if you just like own the internet but you know you have more money than every country combined like al gore <laughs> now, did he always say he helped invent the uh, internet? The, I'm just okay. First of all, he has way too much shit about that. He literally <laughs> did help fund like DARPA to make to get the internet created. However, it just wasn't the best political statement to say. Yeah, I mean, but when you, I'm just he saying, 100, he 100 percent was involved. Yeah, he threw money now. I'll give him yes. Okay. No, he was like actually like because uh, like our military, the United States military, and this like the organization DARPA. Yeah, I know DARPA. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're the ones who created it, but he was the one who was like pushing for it. Okay. So he, so he kind of like did. Uh, my bad, uh, Al. <laughs> and, and no, well, his bad because he said he, <laughs> he, he invented it and people shit on him. But, but then, but uh, his opponent George W. Bush, when he was asked like what the internet was, he said a series of tubes. So like, who, who, <laughs> who are you voting for? <laughs> okay. We have other articles. We are over an hour. Um, do you want to keep going? Yeah, I'm chill with it, man. I'm chilling. Okay, so uh, why Wall Street loves the metaverse? Because I don't. But the idea of a 3D immersive internet was more fantasy than fact. Now big tech is going all in. Goldman Sachs thinks it's an $8 trillion dollar opportunity here's why early investors believe the metaverse could be business's next big thing well first of all the metaverse is already here we're on the fucking metaverse right now discord twitch zoom okay peloton is a metaverse yeah fortnite fortnite's a metaverse uh the apple store is a metaverse the app store or whatever so, uh, are these like old, like, are these Wall Street bros who don't know what the fuck they're talking about? I know you said that the reason why you're invested in the stuff you're invested in. It's because these boomers are finding out about believe- like VR headsets and they're like, man, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. The metaverse is cool, but it's like what? Like a bunch of, it's like we characters. I mean, I can understand you can like go shopping in the metaverse. You could go to Walmart. You could do stuff like that. So I feel like it's enabling people to just be lazier and not have to leave their house. I can like virtual leave my house. It's like a whole like, it's like taking video games to like an unhealthy level, maybe. Like it's, but it's cool, but like it's, and it's NFTs and it's having your own house and your own car. And like, I guess it's just a new market and it's something that's expansive. You can buy property in the metaverse. You can buy. But it's buy... not new. It's no, it's not new. No, it's not new. I think boomers okay. are finding out about it. I, I'm a little excited right now. So I invested in Roblox again, another metaverse. Yes. Because my uh, my super successful friend, shout out Trina, um, we were at the Malibu Pier. She she uh, has a kid. Told me she's like, you know what you need to get in? Roblox. I had no fucking clue what it was. Still, really don't. 
Um, I invested when it was at uh, like 78, 80 bucks. And I realized like, I felt like I kind of missed the surge. But then I was like hearing more and more about it. Like it was something like 80% of kids like under the age of 15 have been on Roblox. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, this like I might have just got like uh, insider information, except for she doesn't work for the company; she has a kid. Then, this shit, all it did was go from I think it was like eighty, eighty something when I got it. All this shit was like just slowly, slowly going down, 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 and your boy had to get a root canal, and then really want to pay out of pocket. I mean, I had insurance, but and I was like, you know, I've got like a few shares of Roblox; it's done nothing. Let me sell it, get, you know, like get the tax break. Um, and then I don't have to like, uh, you know, spend any money on this root canal. Then my boy who listens to our podcast heard me talk about Roblox. He invested in it, the metaverse. And this shit sh- shoots up to like a hundred and something crazy dollars. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck? And he's trying to punk me. And I'm like, punk me? I'm the one who, he's like you just don't get it I'm like I don't get it I'm the one who invested in it you listen to me on the podcast and that's why you invested in it <laughs> well as I just brought up this article and you were talking I just went to go check what their their stock price is $64 go fuck yourself figure a and well, go fuck yourself Roblox well Roblox has been around for a really long time and it's more no, about I know it's like the it's like people create that you can create games you can create your own stuff so it gives people freedom and they can do that there's like you can invest and you can some of these things man there's all sorts of crazy tripped out metaverses where there's like um oh i can't remember what it's called it's this weird hotel and there's like actual money involved and there's like ponzi schemes and people taking money it's like weird that doesn't sound like uh, like uh, the blockchain, bro. I thought it was no. It's not. It's not. It was not like, like the blockchain. This is, this is no, like I this know. is like you know like what um yeah like oh what's it called? It's you know playing like currency in the game. So like one you but you can like buy stock in the game in these companies and the, it's like the weirdest shit ever. Oh, it's hotel something. I can't remember what it is. I'll have to. I'll remember it later. And it's gonna make me no. mad. No, we, we won't because it will be gone. Um, uh, but no, these, some of these things have existed uh, for like Rwanda. No, some of these things have existed for like 12, 15 years. Well, that's my point. It's like, like, 20 I years. guess like, you know, this is what Facebook does. They've never invented shit. Like, like Zuckerberg stole the idea from the Winklevoss twins. Then they stole stories. They stole the newsfeed. They stole IG, like IG real from, you know, like from, TikTok, like, like you know, it's like all they do, they're good at acquiring shit and stealing shit, and they didn't invent the metaverse. They didn't even have a metaverse. They just changed their company name to Meta, and it's like, guess what? It already exists, bitch. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like, you know, like an upgraded Wii menu. Like, when you used to make your Wii avatar. Like, if I was, like, yeah, I'm... What, what, what does? Well, like, like what, the, like the Facebook, meta, you know, like the Facebook metaverse when they show like Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse and he's like, Hey, I'm like in that. the metaverse. Yeah. Like that. I'm like that. It doesn't look as good as I'd like it to. I see GTA. That was, like that, the, look better. that was like the presentation of what it's going to look like. That shit. Right. Like you don't actually, that doesn't exist, does it? No, like, well, well, no, there's like, 
there is you know like vr chat and stuff like that if you're on oculus that's like a that's like the same thing where you can go in you pick an avatar you can go walk around and talk but like the presentations that they've shown of what it's going to look like looks way more cartoonish than i would like it like if i'm going to be in meta's metaverse or whatever the fuck we're going to call it i'd much rather it be something that looks like hyper realistic not like cartoon character bullshit like a Wii menu like you know on Wii you make your little avatar guy and for Wii boxing or whatever and it all looked the same generic like it looked kind of like an updated version of that shit yeah Yeah. well the presentation was um, sad (laughs) if it it wasn't so hilarious (laughs) Uh, um, okay I do want to round this out Uh, I'm going to skip but so there was an article how Taco Bell became the top franchise in the world. And it's true. I know when I say that out loud, it, it but it is like from thinking about franchises and like franchisees, uh, for how much it costs you to, to start up a Taco Bell as a, as a franchisee, number one profit uh, uh, that you get out of any other franchise is what I believe that article said, correct? Yeah, um, basically, they've been number one two years in a row, actually. So it's two years in a row. They've been the number one company. What blew my mind is that, like, Taco Bell Corporation, I think they said, owns, like, 90% of all of, lo- all of their locations. So all the locations that exist, there's, like, independent franchisees or some people, like, like they're doing their own thing. So they're very like fluid with their business practices and let people stay within like the, what they say, the guardrails, but they're not handcuffed. So they can like have one with a stage that does live music or have a bar or do kind of be whatever they want. But I think it said something like 90% of their like, or like, or like a majority owned by the corporations. So like court, like Taco Bell corporate rakes in like 90%. So they're not like, selling the licensing to somebody else well, except for 10 10 yeah. of the time i think it said that's crazy that's well nuts. what i did what i didn't see but i think this is true it's owned by uh this parent company called yum brands and you remember we had the kentaco hut yeah kentaco it's still here it's still there yeah, yeah so kentucky fried chicken taco bell and pizza hut are all owned by the same company and uh and i believe like they own um like some like there, well, you can only get Pepsi at a Taco Bell, just like you can only get Coca-Cola at a McDonald's. So that might just be like a contract. But Yum Brands, I think, like owns like maybe Doritos. If I'm, like, like, like they're maybe a challenger to Frito Lay. They own a bunch of shit. They took over China with 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 uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. True. And, uh, yeah, they're just really like innovative, but. If you want to start or you want to like uh, become a franchise owner, you know, maybe Taco Bell. Yeah, right. Let's Bring go. back the Mexican pizza, motherfuckers. Let's go, bro. So this <laughs> last this last one, uh, boys in the bubble. Uh, I only put this on here because I know that you have a special lady friend that might be involved in something like this, and I have a special roommate that might be involved. I don't have much to say about it. I'm going to let you go if you had anything to say. I mean, you know. So let, me, let, let me read the uh, out just to the audience. Startups are supposed to specialize, but OpenSeas, which is uh, an NFT platform, 
Founders thrive by building a wide open market for creating and trading all manner of NFTs, whether art, music, or gaming. They left out podcasts, motherfuckers. Now that they're centi millionaires, whatever the fuck that is, and poised to become billionaires, they have other worries. Competitors, fraudsters, and the next crypto crash. All right, now go ahead. Well, I mean, it sounds like these are a bunch of guys that from that kingmaker article this they gave them a bunch of money to to, to start open seas because that's what one of the big things that her uh venture capital fun, funded so they gave them a shit ton of money um i mean open seas is cool uh nfts i'm i don't own any i know some people who make them mint them sell them own them trade them um it's really interesting i mean i have an open seas account um that's hooked up to a wallet um, I just haven't seen anything that I'm like, oh, I want to drop 16 grand on that. Uh, I think that's a good idea. But you don't, you know, somebody who oh, I know people on... who have like a, like a lot. I know some no, friends no, no, who like, like that sold, sold some for good money. Oh yes. No, I know some people who've like, and they get offers. So essentially it's like an open market. You create your own content. Maybe you like are part of a community. Cause that's really what NFTs are about. Normally if you have an NFT, you have like a community with it that has like a discord because the value really comes from the people in your community and wanting to buy it and purchase it and own it. So you can make the most beautiful. And yeah, but it's you can, like art. It's like the art community. Yeah, no, exactly. But like you, you have to cultivate your own community, you know? So if you want like celebrities in your community, so it gives your other NFTs more worth like, Oh, I have a crypto punk. Well, T-Pain has two of them. So mine's worth more because he has one. Um, but if you could get in the business of making them and minting them and selling them, that's where it's at. Um, cause you, you post it up and then people make you an offer and they, you can either accept an eye or it's like, you know, an open auction for NFTs and you find communities it's worth getting and just kind of browsing through and looking at it, getting familiar wise with the app. It's really easy to set up and it's cool to like, kind of go and explore and check out other people's stuff. Some of it, I don't get it where I'm like, this is a lame ass picture, but some of them are really, really cool. And there's some like really talented people. They're not all like, you know, pixelated, weird, you know, um, yeah. Original Nintendo uh, characters. Some of them are like really, really pretty. And if you're artistic, man, you could make an NFT. And I was telling my friend who does art, like you could do an NFT and then make like an actual picture of it. And you could like package stuff. You could do so many. It's such a cool way to go about doing it and including digital art. It makes it super unique that you can do normal things and add that with it, if that makes sense. Make a painting. Somebody buys the original and they also get an NFT version of it. But not a bad well, idea. Yeah. And, and and the NFT, um, like, just market in general is way past um, art. Like, uh, it, it goes back to, like, we're talking about the metaverse, like, where you get skins uh, that you can NFT. Um, it goes to, like, sponsorships. Like, you, like, uh, have people, like, it, like, music, like, there's challenges to Spotify where like uh, the artists are getting a recurring revenue on their on their streams every time uh, because it's on the blockchain. That's that you know, so non fungible token. It, it goes on the blockchain, so into the ledger. So anytime that somebody buys your your art, like for the broadest term ever, um, and then gets resold, the, the original person gets uh, 
a, a piece of that depending on the smart contract. Now, Joseph, like Joseph knows somebody who, um, and I'll just keep it like as vague as possible because I don't know, you know, if they want to be. Like, yeah, yeah, let's keep it vague. Yeah, yeah. So he knows somebody who uh, created an NFT and sold it for buku bucks. Um, however, so I'm in this most toxic group text ever. It's uh, 16 of us. It's our it's our fantasy football league. And what do you do in fantasy football? You talk shit. And this shit's uh, been going on for 11 years. Somebody uh, uh, gave me a death threat recently, and we had to apologize, but it was like serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so that's how, and uh, whenever I mention that uh, the person that Joseph knows, like that sold their NFT for uh, a crazy amount of money, like I could tell all these guys that they're like the best people in the world, give them the best compliment. They'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like that's how toxic it is there. Uh, I told them about that, and they're like, well, that's pretty cool, but whoever the fuck bought that is a fucking idiot. So so they couldn't talk shit about the creator of the NFT, but the purchaser, and I think that's what you were trying to say, Joseph, it was like, some of this is like, what the fuck? But if you're the one who's like creating the NFTs, or like- Yeah, I mean, say, yeah. Yeah, like facilitating them, then that, then then that's a that's a good business. Oh yeah, well I mean, like you said, like you know, if you sell something and that gets resold and resold, you get a percentage of that for infinity, so that like goes directly to the creator um, of that NFT or what you know. So that's like that's something that's really cool with those smart contracts. So that's what people don't understand. It's not like oh I'll sell you this and okay you give me fifty bucks and that's it. If that guy owns it and then he sells it for five times as much. 10 years later like you still get a cut of that for infinity because it's exactly. like and it's an original it's the only that exists because it's like put on the blockchain and it's like unique um and that's where you know you could you'll see maybe they make like five editions of one nft or and then there's one that's like a hyper unique it's like you know it's like some sneakerhead shit like it's cool that, that's exactly what I was it's gonna like describe. it's it's yeah. like that's the only way i can describe the culture is it's way more Supreme. like yeah it's Supreme. way more not even jordans. no because no, like jordans yeah but that's sneakerhead culture so i mean like it's that's, awesome no, i agree i agree because because you you know they drop it's like oh man like chief keef chief keef's got like all hella nfts and i'm in his nft community on discord and it's hilarious, but he's got all these super unique U NFTs because like Chief Keef's always like mad deep and trying to do all sorts of metaverse stuff. There's lots of people that are, you know, building up their own communities, having, you know, purchasing their own digital art and then like building this stuff up because really the community is what gives it value. It's like, yeah, like you said, art, the market is what gives it value. Not Well, well this is how I describe it. it. It's like, and the reason why I brought up Supreme, um, it's like, it's fast fashion it creates urgency and an exclusivity. Like uh, we, we had mentioned exclusivity in the beginning. Like it's like, we're going to drop 50 of these, like Zara does, and you better get it. <laughs> Zara. Cause like, yeah, I mean, they're the OGs of the fast fashion, but yeah. it's like of this design. And if you come back in two weeks, it's not there anymore because they have a new design, right? And so that's how it gets like, it. it like it creates urgency where it's like, oh, I got to get this now, otherwise it's gone. Um, but and the, but the thing with the NFT, like that is more than that. So like he was like you were saying, like you could drop five of these, you know, instead of just one. 
but that whoever drops that they get the recurring revenue if it gets resold and so like basically like you take traditional art to an art house and uh you give like sotheby's or whatever you know whoever's the uh auction house uh you know 30 percent 40 percent of whatever you make off of it as an artist and that's it you don't ever make any more money nfts you sell that and then they take it to sotheby's to resell it like like 10 15 years later when this shit is like appreciated that artist is going to get whatever the smart contract deal was, 20%, 10%, 30% of that revenue from that from that deal. Because And so that is the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's really like you're not, yeah, like you said, like you're not going to be paying some accident injury lawyer like cut fee of like 35% for, uh, to, for us to auction it for you. Like you're cutting out the middleman and you're like, it's like continued revenue. Cause if you sell a piece of art like that and you sell it for 10 grand, you're like, all right, cool. So now if I do another one, that one's going to be worth. And like, so it's like all about like the, not all about the next one. Once you reach a certain level, but you know, your reputation is because of the art that you sell. So you hope that each piece you can continue to make more and more off of it because you're only getting paid once for each piece of art. You know, like, you know what I'm like, saying? Uh, well, that's real art. But yeah, like saying, real art. Yeah, with NFTs, like you're, NFT, a, you're avoiding you become, that. Yeah. You're becoming the auction house. Yeah. Like, like, every, like you don't even have to be involved. Like, like, who, like you sold it. You don't even know the person who bought it. And then they go and sell it. Well, there's, that's like, uh, like how actors get royalty checks, like sent to their house, like Seinfeld, you know, he just gets like... He just gets checks, like, because the shit's, like, syndicated, you know, like, uh, just, it's just like, oh, I got a check from, like, uh, an episode I made 20 years ago because it played, like, 10 times on TBS, you know, like, last week. And Netflix wants to keep us on there, so I guess we'll renew them for five years, so there's a check from Netflix, too. Yeah. Right. Dude, I'd live one, if I could just get one year of Seinfeld's royalty checks, I'd be a changed man. But what's funny is like some, <laughs> some people get royalty checks and it'll be like 70 cents. Oh, yeah. Like some people are like get like royalty checks for their like small, like, yeah, speaking role and like right. home, home Alone 3, like yeah. Mailman Number 2. And he's like every like every month he gets like, yeah, like $1.76. And he's like, God damn it. Like I'd be I'd I be mean, so I, pissed. I, I would take it. Like, like, it's like, dude, I like I spent what, like an hour like on the movie set and it was like. 30 years ago and like to me like i feel comforted by that like that's like the original nft but really that's just the union you know screen actors guild that's yeah, holding it down holding it down <laughs> all right well let it let's round this out with some positivity um i mean a little bit longer of a podcast a little bit all over the place but uh, I, I liked it it eh. was fun it was good it wasn't bad what do you mean I, it wasn't bad it was fucking great <laughs> um uh but um you know i just you know i'm really appreciative that uh you know we're moving this along we're live streaming now on discord uh on youtube on twitch we got um uh, we got the shit, uh, our last episodes up on Spotify, Apple, Google, and like six other platforms. And I feel like a dick that I don't shout them out um, because I've never actually been on them. Uh, I want to see just real quick before I let everybody go. 
Okay. Also, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, PocketCast, Radio Public, and this one I've actually heard of, Stitcher. Okay. So, literally, Talk Shit or Get Off the Pod is on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine platforms, not including Twitch, YouTube, and Discord. So, that is 12. So, check that out. Screen Players is still in the mix. We're not trying to, like... uh, 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 bullshit, y'all. We just want to make sure that when we come out the gates, we're coming out strong, you know, like a uh, sea biscuit. Um, or, or, or what was that one that like just crushed it like uh, five years ago? American Pharaoh or something? Yeah, American Pharaoh. Yeah, that's my boy or girl. Um, <laughs> or, not, not, or they. Um, uh, but, uh, but thank you, Joseph. Sorry, I was a little bit late. You know, your boys. No, nah, dude, you got to take, you know, you got to go on all these dates. If you don't go on these dates, I don't get to hear these ridiculous stories that you tell me. So it's good. It's worth it. If you're a little late and you got a story, like, I'm okay with it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I got like a better one, too. I just don't want to put her on blast because it would tell like uh, where she works. And she, uh, it has something to do with what we were just talking about. But like. Yeah, you know, we're still, we're still, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hold off on that. We can't blow up our spots just yet. We can't do that just yet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shout out, uh, uh, old man Huggy, old man Huggy's channel. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at the Discord stream, so I don't know if there's anybody actually watching. Yeah, we've, you know, we've got six in right now. We've had, you know, anywhere from six to seven to eight. So we appreciate everybody who comes by. We're gonna be streaming talk shit or get off the pod weekly. Um, if you're just catching here, it's normally an hour. We were just like having a blast, uh, but we always have, you know, some therapy questions we go over that make us think a little bit, challenge us. Then we have, you know, a good five to six um, topics that will touch articles that we'll kind of give an overview of and our opinions. And then honestly, we've known each other for so long. We just like bullshit and kind of go on tangents, um, which is also nice because they're normally they're not they're relevant to the topic or they start out that way. And then we might lose sight, but we always get back on course. Uh, True. So, and, and 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 it's supposed to like so the current events are supposed to be based in like uh, money or finance or business, um, but sometimes we don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> Big facts. But screen, yeah, screen players would be a little bit more focused, uh, but you know uh, it is what it is. Um, you know maybe we start a dating pod uh, where I just talk about all the weird ass dates I go on. That would be good. We could just tell tell cringe stories. But that's something we gotta wait, man. We can't. I guess we can't blow up our spots yet. But well, we got. I, no, I know. But but I just went on a date with a girl who has a blog, and she was gonna blog about how this was the first date she ever went on where I brought a a, a dog with me. Okay, but that's not a bad. That's a power move. Pretty no, much. no, no. She left me for the sixty-five year old. Oh, 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 her. Oh, her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And now she's gonna write about it in her blog. Oh, well, then we should just, like, read that. We should read that live (laughs) and do a reaction. You should read that to me on on live, and I will gladly um, give you my thoughts on it. That's amazing. (laughs) What a bitch. I said we could go back to my pad, not in a creepy way. Just it's because it was so close. I was like, and we could just, like, you know, like, like, chill out, drink. She goes, either we're staying or I'm going home. And she was close. Uh, and then she goes to the bathroom, comes out. She goes, you know what? I was vibing with this guy. I think I'm going to stay here. And this guy is 65, bald British dude. Hey, man. He probably drives like an Aston Martin or something like that or a really nice Mini Cooper. 
that's brutal. That's brutal, man. But you live kombucha, in you, kombucha hard seltzers, bitch. You you live in Santa Monica, dude. Like, what do you expect? Sorry, well, man. What? That's, that's what, what it that's sounds what? like to me. That's what California. Not to make it racial. Not to make it racial. African American. Really? She, I Jamaican. Jamaican. You got burned by a Jamaican blogger for a sixty-five-year-old British man. That's amazing. That's like, that's okay, amazing. That's that's, it. that's that's a mic drop. That's, that's so good. I'm out. I'm out. We appreciate y'all stopping by. Y'all have a good time. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Hit the like, Later. subscribe, y'all. <laughs> Later. <laughs> and I was sitting by the fire in our meeting time. We won't let it go. We don't wanna let it go. I take her by the hand and kick her over the sand. We won't let it go. We don't wanna let it go. Summertime in California winter. It doesn't get there.